Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast with your host, hailing from Kakana, Wisconsin, riding a CST Tires SSI decals traveling back Yamaha YFC 450R, four-time ATV Motocross National Champion, number 25. Cody Jensen. What's up, everybody? We're back. Welcome to the latest edition of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, episode 96 of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, presented by our title sponsor, CST Tires, in stock and available for purchase today at shop.csttires.com. I'm your host, Cody Jansen, saying hello to our more than 180,000 monthly Digging Deep listeners in all 95 countries in which you are listening, and this is our 2022 Awards Banquet Recap Show, which kind of turns into a season wrap-up show as well, regardless Regardless, you're going to really enjoy this one. Jeremy Osborne, owner of Briarcliff MX, has been an integral part of the last couple banquets, and he joins this episode to help discuss the specialty awards that were handed out, give us an update on his daughter, reigning WMX champion Kinsey Osborne's status following her recent knee reconstructive surgery, and we get into a lot of ATV motocross current events in this episode ahead. As I said, you're going to love this one. With that, let's quickly shout out all of our incredible partners. CST Tires, go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. Thank you, SSI Decals, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Impact Solutions, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymauer Financial Group, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Integrative Financial Concepts and their Safe to Race and Safe to Ride Insurance Programs, Binky's Forever ATC Museum, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft, and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped Signature Line, the Performance Package 4.0, includes the new Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer that I rely on to help keep my beard on point, the best nose hair trimmer ever created, and an array of goodies like deodorant, boxer briefs, a travel bag, and more. So check out Manscaped, I wish I would have sooner, and get 20% off with free shipping by using code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. I say it every week, but I mean it. It's so rad that Manscaped is investing in ATV Racing as a longtime partner of Digging Deep. So help us keep them in the fold and involved in ATV Racing by using our Digging Deep 20 code so they know you enjoy Digging Deep and what we're all about here. Support all these great companies that support us, and for any products that fall through the cracks, click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website to help us out. Whether it's for fall riding or already prepping for next season, we both know you still need parts and gear. No matter what off-road gear parts you need, Rocky Mountain ATVMC has you covered. But before you buy, simply click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website. By using our specific link, we get a percentage of what you buy on the back end, enabling you to help support us while purchasing the parts you need Anyway, and did you know that you can buy OEM parts from Rocky Mountain ATVMC as well? Yep, shipped conveniently right to your door. So click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner at diggingdeepatvmx.com to help us out while satisfying all your gear and parts needs. No new donors to shout out this week, though we do want to recognize all of our monthly donors. We appreciate you guys so much. It means the world to us that you believe in us enough to support us in that way. Just can't thank you enough for that. And if you are interested in donating and hearing your name on the show, you can find the Patreon or buy me a coffee donation links on our website. Again, major thanks to all who have donated. You guys freaking rock. Now, it's showtime. The 30-second board is up. 
It's sideways and the gate is down. Time to dig deep. Let's go. All right, guys, we are back and I've really been looking forward to this conversation. This returning guest is brought to you by our friends at Rocky Mountain ATVMC. Rocky Mountain is your go-to one-stop shop this offseason for hard parts, accessories, gear, and OEM parts, all shipped conveniently right to your door. Click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our homepage at diggingdeepatvmx.com to help us out while satisfying your gear and parts needs and getting the parts you need Anyway, joining us tonight following the season-ending ATV Motocross National Championship Series Award Banquet is none other than the owner of Briarcliff MX himself, Mr. Jeremy Osborne. Sir, welcome back to Digging Deep. And as we're getting into late-ish October here with November right around the corner, we know you organized the banquet. That's behind you. Probably not uh, many practice days left for you at the track there this fall. Are things slowing down for you yet? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. And, and thanks for having me on Cody. It's always a blast. Um, things, things are, I, I would call it a downshift from fourth to third. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm getting some awards shipped out for people who couldn't, uh, they could not, uh, unfortunately they could not make it to the banquet doing that. Mm-hmm. Kenzie's rehab's kicking in, um, doing some off season stuff, doing some track changes. Uh, okay. So, not as slow as I would like it to be, but <laughs> slowing down. Hey, I hear you. It's, it never slows down as much as I'd like it to be. Like it's just from one crazy thing to the next crazy thing is how it goes. So, uh, I, I, I totally get that. So the reason why I wanted to chat with you, Jeremy, and wrap up the season here, uh, and discuss the season ending award ceremony is because last year you were kind of given the task of putting together the banquet, right? So tell me about how that came about, how you got involved in that whole ordeal from the start, uh, last season and, and how you revamped it because the goal was to make it, you know, better experience and a little more engaging than years past, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, last year, I think, uh, the banquet had before, before I hosted it, the banquet had gotten to the point where, um, it was getting harder and harder for MX sports to kind of coordinate and do both. Cause they, they handled the GNCC banquet, which is a huge task yeah. in and of itself. They, they coordinate uh, pro motocross and they, they're just extremely busy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got with Carrie and I said, Hey, let me take this load off your, off your plate. And so I, I that was kind of a, a no brainer for her. I'm a promoter in the series. I want to see good things for it. And it, it cuts down on her workload. So and some of it, Jeremy, was that people were complimentary of your own, you know, Ohio banquets, right? That, yeah. that you that you took care of. We uh, so this will be the 10th year I've organized uh, the banquet in Ohio for Ohio Motocross Association. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm not a stranger to doing the banquets. I'm by no means a professional, <laughs> but I've, I've done a few. And I, I, I know what to look for. And uh, th- this banquet to me is, is fairly similar in size. So it was, it was actually not as difficult as some people would uh, imagine to, to organize. Um, I've, we, we have a lot of help. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just me. There, there's a, a ton of people. Uh, I am not going to attempt to name them all because okay. I guarantee you I'll leave someone out. But yep. Everyone that I thanked in that post, I think I pretty much got them that helped set up this year. 
Okay. A lot of those same individuals help us uh, last year. And it, it's not, the point is, it's not a one-man show, not mm-hmm. even close. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a small army to put on a banquet, uh, at least to have one that seems semi-successful. So yeah, uh, we should be thanking uh, all the folks that uh, have organized alongside me, um, including MX Sports and, and everyone else that uh, helped us set up and tear down and the whole, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And you, you quickened the pace of it, right? Like there's things that you did to just kind of change up the banquets that we know, knew from years past, right? Like you kind of, uh, I remember talking to you pre prior to the banquet last year and you just saying you wanted to, you know, dice things up a little bit, change things up. So it didn't become so redundant. I, I believe if I remember our conversation. Yeah. So I, I raced the series first time back from my long break, um, in 2018. And I went to that banquet and I was in, I don't even remember. It was, I think it was just regular 40 plus. Mm-hmm. And I think I was standing on stage at about 1130 and I thought there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> and, uh, so last year it ran longer than I'd wanted it to. It, I, I thought we were done around 1030, 1045 this year. I think we got to the pros around nine and we, we wrapped her up around nine 30, which okay. was uh, a lot more efficient. Uh, yeah. we started a little earlier. Um, and we, we kind of, we, we kind of rolled with the program a little more with a little more, uh, I don't know what you call it. A little more well, want to, or, or whatever. We, we, we kind of wanted to move it along. Let's go, let's roll, but mm-hmm. you know, still be respectful of people's time up there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because it's a big deal for everybody, right? Like, like, uh, whether you're nervous about it or you're excited to be able to thank your sponsors, the minute or whatever that, you know, you as a champion or a podium finisher or whatever it is to shout out your sponsors and kind of tell your little bit of a a story from your race season. That's a big deal for every person. So you don't want to steal the opportunity from the person, but you don't want every single person to talk for two minutes. And then it becomes one o'clock in the morning before you're done. Yeah, I think the biggest change was they. We originally back in the day would interview the top ten, right? And I'm not trying to belittle or or no. shame anyone out of the top three, but from me personally, if I got seventh, eighth, ninth, I would be happy if they let me on the stage. Yes, yep, <laughs> I agree. Um, yep. So we we cut it down to the top three. And I, I kind of struggle with the kids. I almost feel like the kids, we should go back a little further because they, they, it's, it's more about them anyway. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even, if, if I got top three or four or 40 plus, I'd, I'd be fine if you brought my award to my table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. But you know, the kids are free entertainment too. Like there's some, there's oh, yeah. some good stuff that pops off in the, in the kids interviews. Yeah. The kid interviews are cute. Um, especially the, 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 the small 50 class, the four Mm -hmm. to six. Um, but we, we did things like that. And we also, this year took a lot of my little grand prize giveaways throughout and saved them for the end. Um, just kept things rolling. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with the, uh, the, the efficiency and timing this year. It went pretty well. 
Good. Yeah. So I knew, uh, like I said, I, I knew that you came in, you had, you know, kind of this daunting task of kind of revamping the the banquet. I knew there was tweaks made, there was tweaks made for this year. So now that my listeners are up to date on your role with this whole thing, I want to get into kind of the meat and potatoes of tonight's conversation, the specialty awards handed out at the banquet. And the fun part, at least for me, Jeremy, is I don't even know the winners of, of some of these awards as we sit here right now. I had a scheduling conflict and we weren't able to make it to the banquet this year. So, uh, Jeremy, first and foremost, as we get into some of these specialty awards, kind of getting into this, how do you and the leadership group or, or however that works, come up with the names that ultimately get nominated for these awards that we're about to talk about? This was probably the number one message slash email I got from parents this year. Who picks these people? Who picks <laughs> these companies? Who, who's in charge so I can rip his head off? Um, and I, you know, what, what I can tell everyone is a lot of it starts with, with me in the very beginning. I will, I will circulate an email with a list of potentials. Mm-hmm. And then we have a, a panel of industry professionals and uh enthusiasts that mm-hmm. have been around a long time yep. have good insight and i let them make changes make suggestions uh interesting story the first list that was circulated didn't have kenzie osborne on it and it wasn't until uh someone a friend suggested she should be on there that she actually got on the list mm-hmm. um but we, we circulate that and we, we chew on it and they, and then once it's, we feel like it's in a good place and a good representation of the achievements of the racers, mm-hmm. it's sent around for vote. I can validate what you said, right? Because I got the, I got, I received the first list, uh, the preliminary list from you via email. And then, you know, I don't know what it was, maybe a week later, a few days later, whatever it was kind of circled back and there was, you know, more names added and it was kind of, uh, it was refined and our, our batch of people to select from was bigger. So, um, so yeah, that, I knew that we needed to touch on that. I knew that you, you weren't going to want to be the guy on the chopping block for, Oh, I picked all these, but, uh, but yeah, I wanted to get that question out of the way so right off the bat then jeremy uh there are a couple awards that we know the winners of already when the dust settles at loretta's uh, and those being mechanic of the year which automatically goes to the mechanic of the rider that wins the ama to be pro class national championship so therefore congrats to joel hetrick's mechanic gary schlentz well deserved by him obviously awesome awesome year for joel hetrick that goes without saying and then the other one is pro rookie of the year which uh, in 2022 goes to Zach Decker for acquiring more points than any other rookie. Uh, welcome to the club, Zach. Congrats to him. But for others, uh, let's do this, Jeremy. I'll, I'll give you the award as well as the nominees, and I'll let you kind of tell us who won. So uh, let's start off with the youth awards. So your nominees for junior youth rider of the year were Logan Masway, Ethan Tavergiak, and Caden Tavergiak, two brothers, which is kind of rad. Right. Uh, so, so who won the junior youth rider of the year award that that went to caden to Vergiak. okay uh interesting note between him and his brother they had five championships oh my gosh um yeah that's amazing that's wild uh and champion 
and championships really carry weight here. Um, I get out, I got asked that as well at the banquet. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we, how is, uh, what are the determining factors? And I said, well, <laughs> right. the biggest one is championships and Caden had three. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had actually wrapped his up. I believe two of the three were wrapped up around the time Kinsey did. I think a couple races early. Sure. Okay. So he, he had a stellar performance. So that means he dominated. Um, That's what you're getting at by, by having yeah. it wrapped up early. He dominated the thing. Yeah, and, and his brother Ethan almost mirrored that, I believe. I don't quote me on that. I at least one class I think he dominated. Okay. But I'm not the, the details are a little fuzzy at this point because we're going back a couple three weeks here. Of course, yeah. Um, but I believe on all by all accounts, Caden uh was the, the, the more dominant rider of that of that of those three. Okay. Okay. So the award went to Caden to Act for this year. Okay. Awesome. So let's, uh, let's get into then the senior youth rider of the year award. And that was a who's who of 250 CC riders yeah. in this one, future stars of the sport. So that was uh, Joey Norris, Matt Greenwald and Noah Arnold. Uh, who won this one? And this award went to Noah Arnold <clears throat> pretty I mean, tough, but not tough in a way. I don't know how to describe it. The competition here amongst all three of those guys and all three of those classes really came down to the final laps at Loretta Lens. And, uh, I mean, all three had at least one event where they swept the 250 classes, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a mind. Yeah, it's amazing. I think really, honestly, uh, with the feedback I got from uh, people on the panel, they gave the nod to Noah because he got two championships. I was going to say that had to be the tiebreaker because he won two. And of the three of the three 250 classes, he won two. That's got to be the tiebreaker. Pretty much. I mean, you, you got three guys who are the best 250 riders, the best teenage riders probably in the country, mm-hmm. if not the world. Yeah. And the only way you can, I mean, you just got to go to the stats. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's either that or flip a coin. <laughs> I don't really have any coins. Right. So. I know. Like you said, championships are paramount when it comes to this and, and man, just the two fifty classes in general to, to watch what those kids all did this year, especially like you said, to, yeah. to sweep all three classes, three different riders to do it all in yeah. this one season. I mean, just uh, amazing to watch that all play out. We had we had Noah and his family at our ride day there at the end of August in Ohio, and uh, talked to their family a little bit. And man, it's um, just an awesome kid, awesome family, yeah. right? But uh, but and, and all of those kids are, but wow. uh, just awesome to see, awesome to see, just how competitive that that class was oh. this year. I mean, it was can't miss. They're, they're crazy fast, and the, those two stole the show at the banquet. Oh yeah. Uh, Noah <laughs> and Joey dressed up. Uh, Joey's dad, Jeff, either rent or bought these uh, tuxedos yeah. that look like the tuxedos worn in Dumb and Dumber by yeah. Harry and Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> and it uh, it was funny. They and they and they all had a good laugh about it. They were right. 
all good in good humor about it and it, it was it was pretty cool pretty good idea so it's actually and yes coolest idea when i saw these pictures i i you know busted a gut but i think it is cool and it kind of sets a precedent you know for for even younger kids or whatever that like they're so competitive yet they were super you know friendly throughout this whole season through the end of it they're harry and lloyd at the banquet like what what an awesome image to create right. too you know like hey we can go no, leave it all on the racetrack and then be buds off the track correct fiercest competitors on the track mm-hmm. still friends off the track can still relax and have fun yeah. uh don't take it too serious type of deal I, that is the mentality i think a lot of the younger kids younger than them uh should adopt mm-hmm. it, it really should become a, a focus uh they they're a good example of how we should uh act and carry on off the track mm-hmm. i agree i agree 100 percent. so congrats to noah arnell on on that uh that senior youth rider of the year award so then moving on to the silverback award for most outstanding vet rider nominees were jeff robbins chase cuttingham and cd musig i have to assume jeff robbins won this award jeremy yeah i the no 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 discredit to chase or cd they're they're amazing riders uh that was more of uh we're, we're, we're nominating they were nominated just you know as a good job yes uh yes. But, but i think everyone here knows jeffrey robbins is is the guy i mean he he's fast he's amazingly fast mm-hmm. and he's he's swept 30 and 40 plus i think three years in a row yeah um i was sitting here thinking jeremy i would love to know how many motos and overalls he's won over the last three years oh, i mean it's gotta yeah. be it's gotta be near 50 you know, near 50 overalls, let alone. I, I raced him. I didn't race him. I was on the track, um, <laughs> last year, 21. Okay. And the only time he didn't win is when he broke down, which mm-hmm. wasn't very many. Right. And it was like a moto. We had like maybe two or three motos where he didn't finish, but if he was finishing, he was winning. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to do some math there. Cause I would love to see that stat. Yeah, but uh, Jeffrey, he he's actually the reason we came up with this award. I thought, you know, a guy that is so dominant mm-hmm. for for his category, for his age, for for his racing group, why doesn't he get a little extra recognition? Agreed. Oh yeah, agreed. And so he actually was a catalyst for the award last year. Okay, so. awesome. Uh, I love that. I love that. So then next up is the Michelle Jenkins ATV MX ambassador award. Uh, who did that go to Jeremy? Such a cool award has to be an honor to win. Who won this one? This one was a lot of fun because okay. I got, I had to hide it from the winner. Okay. And he wanted to be intimately involved with picking the winner. So <laughs> okay. I had to be very careful about what I said and did leading up to the banquet. Got it. But uh, this it went going. to Brian. Yeah, I went to Brian Jenkins for his work with the WMX Whole Shot program. And uh, yeah, I had to be very careful because Brian would message me and say, hey, what about this guy? What about her? What about? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Well, I'll work on that. And I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then even the night of the banquet, I said, hey, let's let Debbie present this award because, you know, and then once she because pres- she got it last year mm-hmm. and then when you know, the winner's call on stage, you can go up for a photo op. He's like, Oh, okay. Okay. 
so i got him i got him good nice yeah he he didn't he didn't see it coming and 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 well deserved i mean oh my gosh i literally just wrote on my my paper deservedly so yes i mean you can you can touch on this jeremy but all the stuff he did for that wmx class and you guys have kind of been a take team effort and all you've done to build up this class but man from what i understood all the stuff he did like himself took the initiative got it organized right did got stuff made all these things you can (laughs) elaborate on that but i knew he did a ton for the wmx class this year hundred percent. There, there, there weren't any whole shot awards before Brian Jenkins. Mm-hmm. He, he went out and found the sponsors to do it. Uh, went to Ian, got the flags made for the whole shot flags. I mean, he, he pretty much put it on his back mm-hmm. and, and just carried it. And I jumped in and helped some, but that, that, I mean, that whole like facet of 2022 was Brian Jenkins for the most part. I mean, I'm sure he's had some, some other helpers that maybe I don't know about, but dude, he, uh, he, that was a pretty major task and he, he killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he deserves that obviously. And like I said, we've touched all season long, just the rise of the WMX class. I think it's so cool. It's so deserved. We got so many great personalities and, and riders ambassadors in the sport right now. Uh, and then for him and, and uh, all that he did to rise up the the class, the whole shot award, all those things is, <clears throat> is pretty special. So I'm glad that we could touch on that. Congrats to him on that award, the award that he did not see coming. So that's awesome. We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. We used to speak of a CST takeover, but now 2022 is the year of CST supremacy. CST's Pulse MXR tires are the choice of Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, and Nick Janusa, meaning CST tire riders are in contention for pro-class wins and a possible podium sweep every time they hit the racetrack. CST tires are also the official tire choice of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast, but you already knew that. I, your host Cody Jansen, helped pioneer the CSD takeover with Pulse MXR fronts and white label soft compound rears on my way to back-to-back national championships and a pro sport podium to cap off the 2021 season. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offer the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. Did I mention they offer contingency payouts as well? Visit shop.csdtires to join the CSD takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Nick Janusa, myself, and so many more believe and trust in CSD tires. Do you? You already know we're Team Blue Crew now more than ever here at the Digging Deep ATBMX podcast. And whether it's eight time and reigning ATBMX Pro Class National Champion Chad Weenan, who with his next championship will become the winningest champion in ATB Motocross history, or seven-time and current XC1 Pro ATV GNCC National Champion Walker Fowler, who is now tied for second all-time in titles one, it's clear the podium-proven Yamaha YFZ450R is the winning choice of sport ATVs. This continued and unprecedented success for the Yamaha YFZ450R, its unrivaled quality and performance, and the undisputable fact that Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing has resulted in an ever-growing Yamaha takeover within the sport quad market. Best yet, Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program is back and stronger than ever here in 2022, meaning Yamaha riders will once again cash in on payouts and prize opportunities, including a chance to win a brand new YFZ450R. 
For more info, head over to YamahaBlueCrew.com. Follow them at Yamaha Outdoors on social media and check out Yamaha's full proven off-road lineup at YamahaOutdoors.com today. SSI decals is a name synonymous with ATV racing, synonymous with big time success, and absolutely synonymous with the best looking decals around. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. With what started as just making numbers and decals for riders like Chad Wienan, the company quickly took off, and today you couldn't imagine ATV motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker and designer now supports all the top teams in ATV motocross, as well as teams and riders racing GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, Short Course Off-Road Trucks, UTVs, Snowcross, and, oh yeah, six-time world champion top fuel drag racer Clay Milliken. No project is too big or too small for SSI decals, making your identity stick with championship-level graphics. Head over to SSIDecals.com today and then maybe call the doctor because things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID and their wide range of championship-winning chains. From the street to the track and everywhere in between, DID chains are designed to give you the optimal riding experience with great performance and increased chain life. Consistent to the core, pick up your box of reliability today. DID, what drives you? We are proud to be partnered with Numira Technologies. Since 2001, Numira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side market, covering more applications than anyone else in the industry. Numira's advanced piston technology uses a NASA-exclusive aluminum alloy that helps to reduce expansion rates, allows for tighter tolerances, and leads to higher overall engine performance for your machine. For more information about Numira's wide offerings of pistons, rings, gaskets, industry-leading top-end repair kits, and recently added connecting rods, visit your local dealer or online at www. Namira.com. Namira Technologies, your one-stop shop engine component supplier. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV components. Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals and cylinders, shock and suspension parts, winches, clutch kits, valves, carb kits, bearing kits, and drive chain parts, Bronco is your hard part source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world, visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. Forworks Carbon's innovative lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber, and plastic hoods, gas tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, Forworks has the goodies that will improve your ride and make you salivate. We trust Forworks for increased function and a sexier look, and you should too. Forworks Carbon, always working hard to bring high-quality and innovative parts to the market. Check them out today at fwcarbon.com. Jeremy, the 2022 Amateur Rider of the Year the award that everyone wants to win. As long as I've been around this thing, you go to the banquet talking about who's going to win the amateur rider of the year award this year. I actually had to ask <clears> you who won this one ahead of time. Like I said, I wasn't at the banquet because uh, to me, it was a toss up between Brett Musig who dominated the, the two, two of at least two of the fastest classes in the sport pro sport and 25 plus and your daughter, Kinsey Osborne, who dominated her rookie season in the WMX class dominated the women's 15 plus class and made waves in the B classes. Spoiler alert. Like we kind of touched on earlier with Jeremy Kinsey won this thing deservedly. So tell me about the emotions. What a great way to end a dreamlike season for Kinsey and your family. Well, it, it, it it's an honor. Um, you know, I, I wrestled with this once I knew, um, the result, 
And after a few conversations with people who voted for her, uh, I started to see what they were what they were seeing and what they were saying. They're like, look, on her level, on her like in her pool or whatever you want to call it, yep. you know, she is nowhere near as fast as Brett Music. We're never going to that's never going to be something we could argue and win ever. He's he's so fast. But the way the way she won just being the rookie coming in and and defeating the reigning champion. Yep. I think that was another little fact that uh they 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 kind of laid out for me like hey, it wasn't like the current champ, you know, left and it was hers to battle it out with the other girls. You know, she won uh, against the three-time champ. Mm -hmm. And she even showed that it wasn't just, you know, WMX or girls or whatever. She, she'd mix it up in the B class. And I, I think she one or two spots, like we said before, and she had a one B, uh, red bud. Yeah. Oh, she was um, close. Yeah. So, so now it's, it's awesome. But at the same time, you're trying not to be biased, Jeremy. You're trying not to be biased. We don't. I know, but it's it's like I said. I didn't even have her on the list. I know, I know, <laughs> but but it's so deservingly so. Like you said, and I said this to her when we had her on the show. So when she comes in and wins this championship in front of the, I believe, three-time reigning champion prior to that, right, Andrea Berger, yeah, that's who's correct. a that's who's correct. A, awesome ambassador for the sport great rider like all the stuff she's done for it is so great kinsey comes in though yep. and knocks her off in in an incredible rookie season and when you compare the top level women where she is at that's the that's the pro class for the ladies is is really what right. it is so that would be like a rookie coming in and knocking off three-time champion chad weenan or joel hetrick whoever would be that guy at the time but that would be like a rookie coming in and doing that and doing it and looking the part of the champion from the very beginning of the season until the very end, even through injury. I just, in my mind, when you spin it that way, like you said, man, yeah. I, nobody was more deserving. It, it, it's just the reality of it. Yep. I, I think she made her own waves. Yes. And, uh, you know, I guess at the end, I, I came around and I, you know, I thought, yeah, you know what? If you look at it that way, she, she, she probably was amateur of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm happy for her. she. She did really good this year. She rode smart and uh, did what she she did what she had to do, which is why I usually tell her. I say, you got to do what you got to do. So she did it. Yeah, she she absolutely killed it. And so, uh, speaking of Kinsey, Jeremy, can you give us an update on how she's doing following that knee uh, reconstructive <clears throat> surgery that she had uh, to repair that knee that she injured yeah. at Loretta Lynn's yeah. uh, at the finale there? And let me just say before you hop in here, just a fun fact for the listeners. Maybe they saw this post that I posted already last week. But despite suffering this major injury mid-race at, at Loretta, she overcame it to still win the moto and the eventual overall for her seventh WMX overall victory of the season, as if she hadn't put together an impressive enough season, she showcased how massively tough 
she was in her final act as a rookie. What a season for this high school junior still blows my mind. I think that we saw so much growth from her from, you know, beginning of season to end, not just as a rider, but like as an individual, which is awesome to see. So Jeremy, uh, how are her spirits and how is she feeling? Uh, I guess just a week now, right after the surgery. Yeah, it's one week today. I mean, she might've been having it actually right now a week okay. ago, Okay, but, uh, she, she's been at home recovering. It went really well. Not much, uh, meniscus damage, if any at all, Good. uh, very little, <clears throat> uh, the, the actual ACL repair went extremely well. Uh, so far, I mean, she's up starting to kind of walk a little bit with, you know, assistance from the crutches. She went to a rehab today for the first time. She's got that schedule. Okay. Um, I think things are going well. She, uh, she's going to start doing the recommended stuff that you do at home for, for rehab. Um, okay. I, I, I think it's, I mean, it will just have to play it by ear, but I, I, I would say at this point she's, she's on schedule Good. Uh, yeah. for next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those things that every knee surgeon or, or, and I know it's the same with shoulders and stuff like that, but it's kind of exploratory when you first get in there, right? Like they'll tell you, you know, you don't know how bad some aspects of it are. And I just, I, I shot you a text, uh, you know, last week at this time and said, was thinking about you guys hoping for the best and told you that man, like that. Uh, so I blew out my ACL MCL meniscus when I was 15 and same thing, finished out the end of the season, won the national championship but I had that surgery and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I took things that I, that I learned from my physical therapist as a, as a man and as an athlete that I still use to this day, kind of try to mimic, you know, things that he taught me and did to this day, uh, as far as like, it made me a better competitor, made me love the sport more. Cause I was a guy that rode laps every single day. So I, you know, I had to take six or seven months off, whatever it was. And, and also like, today, as I sit here, my operated knee is my better of the two knees. So, uh, I think long-term, as long as you do everything that they tell you to do and don't do too little, don't do too more, do exactly what they tell you, you know, to do for her, um, right. man, it's, she's going to, she's going to come out totally good. And long-term that knee is, is going to be totally good. <laughs> and I assume that, uh, because it, things are different. Like even, you know, this was 2007, this was 15 years ago now for me. And like, even in that time, it's such a quicker process now. Like it used to be, I remember them telling me it's going to be a year and it's just not like that anymore, especially when you're not, uh, then I know she is a, an athlete in other sports, but, uh, as long as you know, you're not, you're not a sprinter or whatever. I mean, in six months, like a person can ride and you can be pretty safe. Yeah. That might be the only, uh, I guess a little bit of a hang up is, you know, Coming into this year, we were we were uh, ready, pretty much ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to be a slower start to next season. Uh, she's going to get a little later start on riding. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, I I think she'll come around, but it, it definitely is something that, that may you may see her struggle a little bit in the first couple rounds with fitness. But um, I mean, riding fitness, she'll be physically fit. She always is, mm-hmm. but the the riding fitness is where you know we we had a i, w- I don't want to say an advantage but yeah an advantage uh we we started riding early this year and she rolled into daytona with with quite a bit of seat time so mm-hmm. yeah um 2023 tw- i don't think we're gonna have that opportunity so we're just gonna have to 
suck it up and roll and get better as season goes. Yeah. Well, I think that it's kind of a trade-off, right? Cause last year coming into the season, you know, you guys knew you were strong, but it was still WMX was still an unknown a little bit. You still didn't right. know exactly where you stood. Right. So now she knows, you know, where she stands. She know how she knows how good she is. She knows where she stacks up and uh, you can, she can race herself into, into riding shape there at the beginning of the season a little bit. That'll be just fine. Uh, so yeah, wishing, wishing you guys all the best, her, the best with her recovery. She's the best. I uh, enjoy the conversations that I've had with her here on the show so much. So always cheering for you guys, but uh, moving on to the, the remainder of our awards here, Jeremy, and I have to believe the, the rest, I believe the rest of these are what you call the, the racer's choice awards. Right. And I Um, believe that that means they're judged by popular vote. Am I right in saying that? That is correct. We, we, so a little bit of a departure from what you have okay your sheets okay there was uh, so three of which we we wanted the the racers or the enthusiasts to have a a a say or a vote um a lot of these are voted on by people that most people don't know okay and i i felt like we should have three awards that um people have a say in uh the the most feared youth rider uh it started out as race team of the year but when i when i actually went to post it i i thought it should be favorite race team okay because it is the ride the racers favorite race team sure that's really what is happening okay so out of that i created an actual race team of the year that was voted on by the panel okay and that that's the award that the, the music's won okay um and then number one series sponsor um, I just felt like those three, the favorite race team, most feared and uh, number one sponsor should be a popular vote. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I could find a better way to do it. <laughs> uh, Facebook is Facebook. Yep. Um, it, uh, it has its pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wish there were a better way. I, w- I wish we could take the people who actually raced. And I could get all their emails and, and say, here, them. vote. Yeah. Yep. yep. Pull them and, and keep the kind of the, the riffraff out of it and all the different things that have gone on to um, change the, the, the voting. Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, yeah. we have the, those three were by popular vote. Okay. Got it. So yeah, that was kind of my question. I was wondering how, riders get selected and and all that stuff i assuming that comes from the panel uh as far as like nominees go is that that true or no actually no actually on these three the popular i i put out a post oh you just left it wide open and let people comment yeah got it i got it and uh i did whittle down the the rider award the most feared rider because they they really got outlandish with, with oh, a few, sure. uh, well, names, everybody, but... and this is the thing, and this is the thing, like everybody comments, you know, their buddy or, you know, the person yeah. that they know or whatever. Right. So, I mean, I understand that's what you're getting at with <clears throat> Facebook being kind of a hurdle. Yeah. But, uh, as far as, uh, the favorite race team, I think I included most that had at least one championship. Okay. Um, into like the final, Hey, vote on these these on facebook Got and it. uh yeah so the panel actually didn't have anything to Got do it. with okay. those three 
Got None. it. I, and I should have known that uh, by this popular vote Facebook thing. I did. I did know that part. But Jeremy, I, I will say, and I probably should have said this before, but I love what we're doing. I love what you're doing with the, these more specialty awards, because these are what everybody gets really excited about. I remember you telling me that your goal was to kind of fill some gaps with these things that uh, kind of touch on and, and highlight some people that maybe weren't being getting extra, extra coverage beyond their multiple championships or whatever. Uh, so I just think that, you know, what you're doing with these are is, is so awesome. Right. And I love the fact that, and I think about these with our digging deep awards, but and maybe nobody thinks twice about them, but I, I would love the fact that maybe mid season, you know, this is in the back of some people's minds, like, man, I'd, I'd sure would love to be amateur rider of the year. I sure would love to, you know, our team to get, you know, race team of the year. Like those are things that I think are just so cool. And I love right. that we're highlighting these a little bit more i'm hoping that at mid-season next year i can like kind of go back to at least the race team thing mm -hmm. and say hey if if you do have an actual race team send me who's on the team <laughs> send me a photo yeah uh because i mean i'll be 100 percent honest i struggled to find out some of these teams that people were commenting that a lot of them, I could not find a place on their website or anywhere. The only place, the only way I could figure it out was through race reports actually. Sure. Um, so if you have a race team and you want to be considered for actual race team of the year, I would highly encourage you to get a team photo and, and list uh, the names of the riders alongside that photo uh, kind of like what, what pops in my brain when I when I say that I, I think of the Root River yeah. team. I mean they they had it so dialed with their with their team and their in their image. Um, and I'm not saying everyone doesn't have a good image. Every for the most part, the teams look good. We just need to know publicly who who's on the team if that makes yeah, sense. yeah it does it does it makes perfect sense to me and maybe i mean maybe jeremy there's a way for next year you know for race team of the year maybe there's a there's a way to to sign up you know a way to to add yourself yeah, like to a, contention so you need to have you know the name of your team uh a photo featuring all the riders a list of all the riders names and then from that way like if it's mid-season or or whenever like everybody you're able to track everybody and it's probably probably well, easier to do from there and and that's why we, we we'd actually like to have it at the beginning of the year because i can almost envision what's going to happen <laughs> as racers mm -hmm. we're going to start to make teams yeah. <laughs> halfway that's along right. in order so we can be in contention mm -hmm. yeah. um but but anyway yes Got um, it. Yeah, got it, got it, yep. got it. So, uh, so let's start off these three awards with our most feared youth rider. So, on the list was Joey Norris, Noah Arnall, uh, Lillian Plaza, Caden Tversiak, and Damian Hubert. Uh, who's our winner there, Jeremy? It was Noah Arnall. Okay. I think he, both he and, and the other uh, nominees were deserved of being nominated mm -hmm. and, and each one of them was would be have been deserved of winning this award yep. i feel like this award and and I, it may have been the same outcome i feel like this award in particular should be voted on by just racers i get that um i i feel like it's like you're saying because because anyone that's watching the race 
they 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 don't know what it's like to have a a Joey Norris or a a Noah Arnall right on their heels right. coming at them and looking for places to pass. Yeah. Um, some of these writers do. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's Friday practice or or in a moto or or whatever, I, I feel like moving forward, I got to figure out how we can just get uh, the the people who raced to to vote on something like this. We just need to keep working on it a little yeah. bit bigger, better mousetrap. But but at Noah. He he is very accomplished, and he definitely deserved the win. As as did, like I said, all the other kids. Were, I I feel like this group that was that was nominated is a, a really good group of youth oh, yeah. riders. Oh, yeah. And uh, there there's no names on that list that don't that should not be on there. All of them should mm-hmm. be on there. So it it was a good good year for that. Well, yeah, I mean I I love it. Right, you got a you got uh, two two fifty riders. Uh, you know a young uh younger girls rider. Uh, you have kind of some mini guys, super mini riders. So, I mean, you got a little bit of everything. I like that. I like that. It kind of covered all the bases there. So that's good. I was going to say you got six championships. Yeah, that's there. amazing. So yeah. it's a good collection yeah, of kids. Yeah. As the number one podcast in ATV racing, it's only right that we partner with the industry leaders in suspension tuning. Insert Impact Solutions. Impact Solutions is a full-service ATV and side-by-side suspension center specializing in the revalving and service of your motocross and off-road suspension. With over 25 years of elite-level knowledge, experience, and testing with riders of all ages and ability levels, Casey Greek, Jay Goebel, and the Impact crew strive to exceed the client's expectations for service and setup. Impact Solutions is the official Elka Suspension Service Center of the United States, offering unmatched product knowledge and experience. Whether you're in need of service, parts, warranty, sales, or technical support, Impact Solutions has you covered. Head over to ImpactSolutionsATV.com or give them a call today. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. The following message is brought to you by Manscaped.com. The Manscaped engineering team has outdone themselves this time, creating the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, an official sponsor of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I am blown away. This thing is next level. What sets this trimmer apart from all the rest? The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It features a new multi-functioning on-off switch with travel lock for those of us who like to travel. And my favorite, the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim with four different guard lengths and upgrade from its predecessor that only featured two. If you're listening, you know that good tools are a must, so wait no more to get the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using code DIGGINGDEEP20. Hey everyone, this is Larry Mills, president of DP Breaks North America and proud partner of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. We at DP Breaks are a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology, dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheel racers on the planet. This year's lineup includes Jeff Restrelli, Mark Baldwin and Baldwin Motorsports, 
Ford Brothers Racing, Nick Janusa, and many more, including Mr. Digging Deep himself, Cody Jansen, plus all the top 17 GNCC pros such as seven-time champion Walker Fowler, Bryson Neal, Hunter Hart, Cole Richardson, Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and previous champion Chris Borich. These top riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them on top of the podium week after week. DP brakes are available through www.dp-brakes.com or you can purchase them through your local parts and limited stocking dealer or you can even message us, myself, Larry Mills or DP Brakes on Instagram or Facebook and if you have any questions about product or sponsorship support, please ask us. We are waiting for you. Join the best ATV riders in the world equipped with DP Brakes and have a great year everyone. Nearing two decades into the brand's existence, Factory 43 is back and better than ever, continuing to make major waves in the ATV world. For the third consecutive season, Factory 43 is the official aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing ATV team, providing their state-of-the-art Evo Nerf bars, MX-style front bumpers, and grab bars for two-time champ Joel Hetrick. If you're in the market to upgrade your Nerf bars, bumpers, or grab bars, head over to Factory43ATV.com to see their full line of industry-leading products available for all makes and models. Head over to Factory43ATV.com today. Success in the ATV MX world is similar to what creates financial success as well. The right people, the right advice, and more importantly, hard work and the benefit of an ongoing relationship as situations change and adversity is experienced. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Haymower Financial Group can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help your family prepare for whatever life brings. Call me, Scott Haymower, at Haymower Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, at 920-338-8150. That's 920-338-8150. Offices located in beautiful De Pere, Wisconsin, with registrations and clients nationwide. So let's move on to the number one series sponsor then, Jeremy. So... Uh, RP race performance, Rocky Mountain ATVMC uh, would get my vote. CST would get two of my votes. Kenda Tires, VP, Arma, SSI decals would get a million of my votes. Uh, DWT, Hinson, Fox, Elka, Defiance Lifestyle, 88 Live to Ride, Greenwall Builders. Uh, who took this one, Jeremy? Obviously, I kid on my votes situation. I didn't vote for these. Um, although all those are deserving, <laughs> right? Like I, you, you have to commend all of them for supporting the sport that we love. Yeah. Um, but who, who took this, uh, title for number one series sponsor? 88 live nice. to ride. Yeah. That's how, 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 yeah. how is that uh, not deserve it there? Yeah. I mean, without Debbie, um, when there'd be a lot of things that wouldn't have happened. Um, she does so much for the sport and, um, without 88 live to ride, uh, they, they are actually who kind of, I don't know if you'd call it the purse strings for the banquet, but all the donations go through 88 live to ride in order to pay for the majority of the banquet, yeah. like the large majority. Yep. Um, so she, she carries a, a lot of, that burden for me, uh, she, she hands, she's basically the, I guess you'd call her the, the banquet accountant. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've <laughs> so, said, Jeremy, even from, even aside from banquet stuff, uh, when you're talking about number one series sponsor and, you know, 88 live to ride mm -hmm. and all that Debbie does for the series, <clears throat> I, I said on a, uh, one of the shows this season that 
everybody that's been around this series for a while, you know, for a number of years, for, for a decade or two decades, like myself, whatever, everybody that's been around this sport has been supported, helped in some way, shape or form by 88 live to ride and Debbie, we all have, you know, so whether it was a, a mm-hmm. crash and being supported that way with, with medical bills and stuff like that to like, you're saying the trickle down effect of all that she does for the series, man, like she's just such a valuable asset to in such an amazing person, but what a valuable asset to our series. Uh, it, it was pretty touching uh, at high point this year. It was the, 20th anniversary, I believe, of the last time Matt, her son, had raced High Matt Point. Matt Bartosik. And she, Matt Bartosik, and she uh, she donated a lot of uh, gift cards to winners for classes. Um, it was, uh, I did not, I didn't, I didn't even know about it until it happened. Okay. Um, but that was, that was very nice. She, she is a very giving individual and and super deserved of, of that award. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie's the best. So uh, very deserved 88 live to ride number one series sponsor for 2022. And last but not least, Jeremy, you touched on the little bit race team of the year. Uh, this was a no brainer in my mind. I stated who I would have voted for back in August. And since that, that's come to fruition. Of course, our nominees <laughs> were TDR uh, Phoenix racing Ford brothers racing, Decker Training Facility, Music Racing, Wienan Motorsports, Max Linquist, ML2 Team, Restrelli Racing, Highline Racing, 38 Motorsports, Hetrick Racing, Team G-Force, JC Racing, and E-Racing. But to me, it was never really in doubt. Your 2022 Race Team of the Year goes to the Music Racing and Repair Team. What were your thoughts on that, Jeremy? All right. You know, honestly, it seemed like a slam yes. dunk. I mean, Brett Brett won two championships. CD won a championship. Uh, Brett's uh, brother-in-law, Braden Lawless, he he won a C championship. Um, but kind of similar to, to, to Kinsey, not to keep talking about her, but them almost coming in as a rookie team. Amazing. I mean, no, you know, Brett and CD are not rookies. No. And, and, I mean, none of the – None of the riders were rookies, but as a team, as a, they yes, were. as a collective effort, they um, they come in and yeah, as a as a collective effort, the ins and outs of, of running a Saturday program for for Brandon and everyone, and you know, and Brandon getting on the box, I mean, amazing top amazing. three. I mean, it, t- together, you put all that together, you add up all the parts, yeah. and and that is a, a race team of the year effort, absolutely, you know? and. In hindsight, the only other one that I, I thought, you know, they almost got a little bit of an argument since we put so much weight on championships was Hetrick Racing. Okay. I mean, between the Tavergiac kids, they had five championships. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I feel like the musics were, and I agree with everyone that voted for them. They, they definitely uh, looked the part of a professional team, not that anyone else yep. didn't, but they, they look, they looked like the race team. Of yeah. the year. Well, you know, and you talk about championships and obviously with Hetricks, you know, having five there with Tavergiacs. Um, but you know, the cool thing about the music deal is you have a pro sport championship. Uh, then you have some vet mm. championships with junior 25 plus and masters 50 plus, And then you have a C class championship yep. and then you have a pro. That's on the podium. Yep. So you have a little bit of everything. So I got some yeah. stats here for you, Jeremy. So 40, 40 okay. moto wins, 
for the music racing team, 40 moto wins, 24 wow. overalls, seven top five overall finishes in the pro class with Brandon Hogue, three pro class overall podium finishes, third in the highly coveted AMA ATV pro class season ending series point standings, four national championships, won, like I just said, pro sport, junior 25 plus masters 50 plus and production C one rider of the year award nomination and one race team of the year award win. What a rookie season for this incredible team. Wow. I mean, when you look at it like that, and like I said, they got a little bit of everything. They cover the whole board. It just is so impressive to me to right. think of them as a, as a first year effort. And again, and I do some work for those guys. And so it's hard to, it's hard to even call them a rookie team, but at the same time it is right. because they took their, sort they took of, yeah. their background and their knowledge and everything like that but then had to put it into an actual race team. It wasn't just, you know, dad and son doing it for fun yeah. anymore. It was, you know, now we're right. still doing it for fun, but now we got a pro rider. We got all these things. We got, you know, all these great relationships with companies and all these things that come along with yeah. that man, just again, like what an effort and uh, what a foundation laid for those guys. Uh, I kind of joked yesterday on something else I was working on that they've set the bar so high for themselves that uh, it's going to be hard to, hard to live up to it. But if anybody can, it's the 2022 race team of the year. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'd imagine, you know, like you said, they, they, they've done all these things, but now they, they add the coordination for, for a, a pro effort on top of their own personal riding and racing yeah. and uh, coordination for Braden. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it's probably just a lot more phone calls, a lot more <laughs> UPS, a lot more. Oh my gosh. You know? I can't imagine. And, and yeah, I mean the, the brand new music racing and repair team proved to be everything that Brandon Hogue needed to show the best version of himself this season. You know, he's had some, I don't want to call them trying years, but he's had some up and down seasons in the past with different stuff that he dealt with and brand switches mid season and all these things. So there was all kinds of stuff going on with Brandon Hogue in the past. This was clearly the best season of his career. And after, you know, nearly winning the opener with Brandon, you know, he puts the, puts together a season unlike he's ever had before clinches third place in the series point standings in the pro class at the finale aboard this music racing ride of his. But so, I mean, incredible, incredible what they meant to Brandon's program, uh, took him to a whole nother level right. this season, contending in races, running with the top to all, all the stuff we talked about all season long. But now we know that Brandon is moving on and I truly hate to see it. Jeremy, I've, <laughs> I've said to all parties yeah. involved, uh, I thought it was a match made in heaven. Brett desperately wanted to keep this great thing going. He was crushed to have lost Brandon when he started to see, see and hear about this happening, but it, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Jeremy? This is something that, you know, I've, I've known for a while, couldn't comment on much you know we've we, there's right. more now that we can talk about it's a little more public knowledge at least uh now that now that brandon is commenting on and posting some stuff on social media um but and i love everybody involved here i love the musics i love brandon i love everybody involved i just really wanted them to stay together uh, i think it was such a such a great deal for them to to be together like that and obviously we saw the results on the on the on the track and and what we got from that but uh thoughts on that jeremy because I, I do think and I said this to Brandon, I think it's a gamble for him. He knew what he had and, you know, kind of decided to take his kind of take that gamble, take that risk, take his career in a different direction. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Jeremy? I, 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 I kind of share the same thought 
kind of unfortunate because I really liked the, the thought of the music race team. You know, they, they, they didn't really conform with, uh, I guess what's popular at the nationals and, you know, they, you know, CD and Brad both have hybrids, mm-hmm. um, no secret there. And Brandon ran a TRX. Um, they, they didn't kind of conform to popularity. They, they ran what they wanted to run. And I, I like that. I like that part of the music team. Um, so I'm kind of sad there to see Brandon go, but at the same time, I, I want to see what's best for Brandon uh as a pro and i i you know like i i had <clears throat> feelings of when when joel blew up at pleasure valley on his honda you know three years ago or whatever it was i i felt that every time brandon had a a bad luck issue with that with the honda that like man if he if that thing would have stayed running you know and, that, and that's not bagging on anybody it's just bad luck fluke things but you know, that, that kind of the Yamaha seemed to kind of uh, fix that for Joel. So maybe the Yamaha will, will do the same thing for oh, Brandon. Yeah. And I know? and I had that conversation with Brandon at Loretta's even before. I think I, th- I truly think even before he knew how serious some of this stuff was that he was uh, talking about, because I at the time at the right. time at the time, I'm, I'm quite sure he didn't he didn't know about this potential change for him. Um, but he was simply mm-hmm. asking about my Yamaha in my program. And I told him straight up, it was a it's major upgrade for my program simply because the, you know, the, the longevity, the durability, the laps I can spin and not worry about my quad, all those things taken to another level on a Yamaha. So, yeah. so reliability. Yeah. So, so I know that it was in the back of his mind already. And, and so he had three podiums this year, but it very easily, it very easily with just a few things going differently is five or six, right? Because at the, at the mm-hmm. opening round, he's leading when he breaks, he's clearly going to finish on the podium there, possibly going to continue to challenge, you know, for the win there. I mean, he was leading when he broke. So we know Joel was right there, but the one line track, he was leading when he broke. So there there's one more podium for sure. He breaks at Briarcliff, right? He, he, uh, running second, yep. he breaks at Briarcliff. So we know there was another, yep. another podium that he would have had there. So that would have been five. And he then almost won. He was a two corners away or one corner away, two sections away from winning the overall at Ironman before he breaks that ball joint. So man, it, it, it just a few little things going differently in his season, even is that much better. So, uh, so crazy to think, to, to think about that. And, um, so this change for him, it was one of the worst kept secrets in the sport over the last two months, but Brandon Hogue switching back to a Yamaha for 2023 is not public knowledge. Like I said, there's only so much I can probably, I can probably publicly say about it right now, but this is what we know. This is what we can comment on. So the reigning third place championship finisher and 2022 digging deep, most improved pro award winner will be riding a Yamaha for a new quote unquote team in 2023 under a name that's been in the industry for decades. That's how I worded it on social media. I know that there was going to be people, you know, commenting on it saying, you know, saying they knew who it was. So, uh, you know, I, you can look very easily. You can look <laughs> at Brandon's posts and see he's hashtagging Hetrick racing, but uh, a reminder, I think uh, something I would like right. to comment on here is that this has nothing to do. Absolutely. No connection with Joel Hetrick whatsoever. Obviously we know that Hetrick racing, 
Rising and Joel Hetrick are different, but uh, that's something worth noting because I know somebody, I saw somebody speculate about that, trying to make that Joel Hetrick connection on one of our posts and, yeah. and, and Carly hopped on there right away. And so this has nothing to do with Joel. We still ride for uh, Phoenix Racing. So that's one thing I wanted to touch on here. We saw some people confusing that in uh, in, in some posts last week, but yeah, Brandon Hogue, Hetrick Racing on a Yamaha a uh, lot of big changes coming for him next season. And it's going to be interesting <clears throat> to see how it all goes down. Uh, I do hope obviously for his sake, I hope that, you know, we see uh, as good of, or a better version than what he's had this last year. I just think, I think the Musigs <clears throat> bring so much to the table, so much knowledge. So, I mean, shoot, they, they, they've forgotten more about ATV racing <laughs> than some people, than a lot of people in our sport, uh, no, will ever know. So, um, I just, there's so much about that program that I think is, is so good. Uh, I would it, shoot. I would, I would have a hard time leaving it, but Brandon's got to do what, what's best for him. I'm not going to argue him going to a Yamaha. I love that. Uh, but, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be one of those things that everybody's watching to see, did he make the right decision? Well, I, I know one thing is going to be the same. The amount of work he puts in <laughs> to get ready, I guarantee you will be the same, if not a little better. Well, it should be better. We, we, yeah. we know how Brandon is and, uh, that's not going to change. So his preparation will still be, uh, on point. Yeah. I, so I know that riding a YFZ 450R was an important factor when making this very difficult decision for him to leave the music racing and repair team, the 2022 team of the year. Uh, that was the, the move to Yamaha was a big part of the decision, if not the biggest part. And that's directly related to the fact that his uh, reliability, durability, right. and, and, and upping his practice, his practice program, uh, that was the biggest key for him. And, and I think that, like you said, we know how hard he is willing to work and wants to work. And I think that the Yamaha and the YFZ 450R is going to be kind of the key to unlocking a better practice program for him. That's why he made the decision. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Before we get off of race team of the year, I want to touch on that favorite race team award. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think it was very, you know, don't quote me, but I, I think we had very similar uh, nominees. But that that award ended up going to uh, Team G Force. Um, I think this is pretty cool because I I see a sense of community uh, amongst the the youth ranks with with this kind of an award. Uh, G Force was heavily uh, voted on, as well as Hetrick Racing. Uh, JC racing engines was voted on quite a bit okay. and it, it, it kind of shows, uh, some pride if you will, and in, in your sponsor and, and you, in your race team. And we, we actually, uh, bought a lot of parts from Gary, uh, a lot of parts <laughs> when okay. we were on our last year of CVTs. Yeah. Um, he's very personable, very knowledgeable and very helpful. And I think that's probably why. A lot of people voted for G-Force because he uh, he does an amazing job uh, helping people. He'll give you the shirt off his back. Um, and so they they were voted by the masses as the favorite race team. 
Awesome. Yeah. Congrats to GeForce. Uh, that's the, and I don't know, I don't know Gary personally. Uh, what I will say is I always see that guy grinding. You always see, you know, oh, yeah. and you know how it, I mean, I don't got to explain to anybody how it is yeah. CVTs, but there's always work to, <laughs> there's always work to be done. Right. And it looks like, uh, he never yeah. stops working. So that doesn't surprise me that he would get voted for, yeah, for favorite racing. If, if you, if you have a kid on a CVT and you're sitting in a chair, you're doing it wrong. You should be, you should be changing something. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's a perfect way to put it. Oh man. So that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Congrats to them. The one last thing that I wanted to comment on about the, about the music racing team, Jeremy, is there something big in the works for this music racing and repair team oh. in 2023? And all I can say right now is everybody in the sport is going to be fixated on how this all plays out next season. So stay tuned for more on that in the coming weeks. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, it's going to be really, really cool. I think everybody last season wanted to see was kind of, was kind of watching to see how this was going to go for Brandon Hogue at the beginning of the year and this new race team. And I think that it's going to be just as interesting. It's going to be just as interesting to see uh, this combination that is in the works. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk about it in the coming weeks here on the show. Insurance. It's not something everyone likes to talk about, but let's face it. If you race motocross, it's something you should have. Integrative Financial Concepts is an independent financial service and insurance firm who offers moto-friendly insurance and helps out riders like Nick Janusa, Jeffrey Rastrelli, and Joel Hetrick gain confidence on the track. With their unique safe to race and safe to ride programs, if you qualify, they have the ability to offer life insurance with living benefits to those who ride. With these living benefits, you may have the ability to access a portion of your life insurance policy while you're still living for things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, or chronic illness. They can also help with many other things such as home, auto, motorhome, and trailer insurance, as well as college planning, special needs planning, payroll processing, as well as group health benefits for your business. So whether something happens on or off the track, Integrated Financial Concepts has you covered. With their complimentary one-on-one appointments, what are you waiting for? Reach out to Mike Daniele at D-A-N-I-E-L-E underscore Michael at nlgroupmail.com today and see how Integrated Financial Concepts can help you. Living benefit riders are supplemental benefits that can be added to a life insurance policy and are not suitable unless you have a need for life insurance. Riders are optional and may require additional premium and may not be available in all states or on all products. This is not a solicitation for any specific insurance policy. Just like the sport of ATV motocross as a whole, our Digging Deep community is brought together by the love for racing that we all share. Our sport is compiled of many great people and leading that charge is the Launderville family at Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. This racing-owned family business is a steel and concrete supplier serving the entire United States. Launderville Steel is a full-service steel supplier of new and surplus steel, aluminum, and stainless steel products headlined by the 4130 chromoly tubing and plate used in the building of chassis for ATVs and UTVs, off-road truck racing, late-model dirt and pro tractor pulling series, drag racing, and more. Launderville Steel loves their racing just as much as we do, but don't forget about their concrete division as well. With over 25 years of experience, the Concrete Division can supply everything you need to complete your next business or personal project. Their central Midwest location enables LSE to easily serve customers across the United States. For a quote, additional info, answers to more of your questions, or to talk a little racing, head over to LaundervilleSteel.com or give them a call today. 
We are proud to be partnered with yet another racer-owned company. Thank you, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. Here at Digging Deep, we have an obvious passion for ATVs and pridefully enjoy sharing the sport's history. Since 2019, when the podcast was born, we've been working to partner with individuals who share our passion, but one man and his vision had been missing from our partnership group. Until now. When it comes to the sport's history, the hallowed grounds of Binky's Forever ATC Museum has it all. Binky Tapscott's mind-blowing collection of three- and four-wheelers has preserved history by spanning all makes and models from Honda three-wheelers in chronological order to unique builds that shaped ATV racing as we know it, like Doug Gust's iconic DRZ-powered hybrid thumper and everything in between. There's no denying Binky's passion, a passion that we certainly relate to here at Digging Deep. Binky's goal is to share his amazing collection with fellow enthusiasts by making his prized possessions accessible to the public via scheduled visits. Follow Forever ATC Museum on Facebook and watch foreveratc.com for further updates on possibly getting a chance to see Binky's Forever ATC Museum for yourself. We are proud to welcome Binky's Forever ATC Museum to the Digging Deep family. Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. The best power sports coolant on the market, Evans prevents overheating and boil over so you need not worry about harming your engine or suffering a premature end to your ride no matter what the conditions. Designed for use in ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, and other power sports equipment, when conditions are at their worst, Evans is at its best. Upgrade to Evans now to avoid overheating and boil over next time you hit the track or trail. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 at checkout to save at evanscoolant.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. But as we wind down, Jeremy, uh, I want to touch on our 2022 Ding Deep Awards quick before we get out of here. Uh, as previously announced, Brandon Ho, we talked about it on this show. He's our, our 2022 Ding Deep Most Improved Pro. And uh, we've also speculated about it, but it, and we tried, actually. We tried to get him on this episode to talk about it, but it didn't quite work out. So we'll uh, make that happen here in the near future. But our 2022 Rising Star Award is Aaron Salinas. Aaron Salinas is our 2022 Rising Star Award winner. So Jeremy, our Rising Star Award that we do here at Digging Deep, it started with J.J. Launderville in 2020. 2021, the award went to Dane Molander. And now our 2022 Digging Deep Rising Star Award goes to Aaron Salinas. He really made the leap this season. All three of, of these riders look to be soon to be pros. So he fits the mold there. And Aaron just passed the eye test. You know, that's kind of something that you touched on with some of these other awards is there's, there's an eye test that goes on that you just watch a rider make a leap. You watch him fit the mold for whatever whatever award you're considering at that time, Aaron clearly did that. And it just seemed obvious to me down the stretch of the season that he was the pick for this, our 2022 digging deep rising star award. Yeah. He's a, as you, as you say, sometimes he's a grinder. He, uh, that, that kid is a worker. Yeah. Um, oh. He's always working and to, 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 to live where he lives outside of the season down in that part of texas and to to travel like he does and school and and working and and getting ready to race uh the guy just he's he's seen to me those those types of racers are relentless yeah they they have a a hard schedule and a hard travel log Mm -hmm. and they just they just keep going and he looked like you said he looked phenomenal this year i mean that the whole top five pro-am just looks so fast mm-hmm. so fast and, yeah he and, and i love his story right i love his story you know coming into the season very much under the radar 
you know, being at a at Texas A&M University, which is un, which is you know not the norm as far as like you know up and coming rising star as fast as fast amateur, you know, like that's not the mo of of most of them. And then to be working and and doing all these other things for him, it's just I love the story. And then you know knowing that knowing where he's deep in South Texas at a big university, all the things juggling, you know, that, all, all right. that. And then, so, so he goes pro-am runner up this year. He's third in pro sport. And so he, he racks up 13 total podiums between those two classes, <clears throat> which is super impressive. Uh, three overall wins, but that's up from three podiums. So from three podiums to 13 podiums and from zero wins to three wins in 2021 to 2022 and it's not like he spent the whole off season at decker's training facility you know that's the amazing part so uh, to know the story to know the big jump that he made and to very much look like a a future pro here in the near future uh that's what made aaron salinas the, the 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 digging deep rising star award winner for us so uh wanted to touch on that like i said uh, he's going to be a guy that uh, i had hoped would be able to get on this episode with us but uh for reasons like we just said because of his school schedule and his work schedule uh we couldn't make our schedules align so uh, we'll talk to him here in the near future but congrats to him uh on winning that i know i should have the awards in hand this week and then we'll get them sent out to those guys and we'll have some photo ops to post and stuff with with those guys for that but uh jeremy before we get out of here uh, as we're winding down i've said that a few times now but we're getting real close uh i'm going to spring one on you here buddy so uh, we don't give this award away, but but maybe we should in the future. So 2022 ATV Motocross Moment of the Year. What would the moment be for you? What moment would get your vote? Well, I I mean, if it were for me personally, <laughs> it would have to be Kinsey winning the second moto at Texas. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I mean, that just that's a personal thing. You know, uh-huh. that was her first wmx win um it was it was kind of surreal because i actually didn't even see it coming it was kind of a surprise okay i honestly thought she'd probably ride around behind andrea just like she did the first moto um but she pulled the whole shot and it was it was that was all she wrote um for me i guess if i were to be really choose a personal one that would be it yep um Got it. as a series or as a uh a bigger look, I guess, since a lot of it's kind of fresh in my head, um, is watching Dane Molander pull out Pro-Am at, at uh, Loretta's. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I was standing down there near his dad, near the mechanics area, and you could just you could just see the stress. <laughs> he was like, please stay together. Please mm-hmm. stay together. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean – I, I I guess maybe that's just because we were talking about Aaron and, and Pro-Am, but that's the first thing that pops in my mind uh, and, when, you, and, when you ask that. And honestly, that's a, a great thing to hit on and a, a part of the topic that I didn't touch on before. But when Aaron suffered that get-off at Redbud, things were aligning for them to be like tied or within a point winner take all going into Loretta's, right? Like it was, <laughs> it was going to be nip and tuck. Like I said, winner take all. It looked like that's how it was going to yeah. go down. And then we didn't get that, but we still, still saw some incredible racing yeah. at, oh. at, at Loretta's there. And uh, if, if Dane, I don't know how to say this because Aaron very deserved winner. So proud that he's our winner. Cause I love the kid. 
Dane right. had already won it last year. Otherwise, I mean, it probably would have been his award for the taking just because of the way that we saw it go down, especially at the, at the <laughs> end of the year, at the end of the year to like at Loretta's, he didn't, he didn't need to win. And he went out and, and chased Aaron down and won both motos and kind of put his stamp on it, his seal of approval on it. And I just, I came away from that super, super impressed. He did. I remember uh, posting and saying that he did his best Joel Hetrick impression because he didn't have to win and he did it anyway. Did, did I mess that up? I thought he had to at least finish. No. He, well, I think, I think he had to finish. Cause it was, okay. I, I think, I believe it would have been like nine points oh, okay. or something. So he, did, Yeah, you're right. He didn't but need to win. He didn't need to win. He still had to. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And, he, and he still Sorry did. No, no, no. Yep. You're good. So, so yeah, it's just uh, awesome to see how it all played out. Awesome. What a great crop of young racers that we got going on right now. So that's awesome. Uh, I got to say, so, so I would assume, and I would like to know, I would like to pause time right now and be able to pull people in the spirit of this episode that we've just talked about for the last, however long. I would like to poll people on what their vote would have been for moment of the year, because I would have to believe that most people's would be the same as mine as ATV motocross fans. It's Nick DeNoble winning moto two at Ironman. Oh, it's yeah. how, I mean, Dude. what, what I, I still, to this day, I was just telling somebody in the yeah. shop the other day, uh, they were talking about something and they must've been like disconnected from the whole ATV motocross thing for a little while, a local Wisconsin person. And I said, no, I told him like Nick DeNoble won Ironman and you know, one moto two at Ironman. And I just, they just about fell off their chair. You know, it's, it's crazy. It, what, uh, what a moment that'll never be, it'll never be forgotten. We'll talk about it for, for forever. Uh, that happened earlier this season. We're still talking about it now. I still can't hide the the smile on my face. What an amazing, an amazing time right. to be alive. Nick DeNoble right, wins Moto2 at Ironman. <laughs> I'm officially changing mind to there that. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. it. Yeah, that's awesome. Moment of the year, Nick DeNoble wins Moto2 at Ironman. Uh, that's amazing. So last question for you, Jeremy, as we finish up, uh, what an awesome conversation this has been. This has been so much fun. Uh, two two questions, uh, I guess, kind of here. So first, our amateur and pro off-season meetings are coming up. I believe they're right around the corner here. So when are those for our listeners? Tell our listeners when those are and what's on the docket as far as topics or changes go that that you know of. Anything Anything notable there? I don't have uh, any update on what's been submitted uh, that people have until Monday to submit um, any rule changes, uh, petitions, uh, any ideas, class changes, things of that nature. And I believe it's Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, The times are listed on the ATV motocross site. Um, There's a slot for amateur, I think WMX and pro sport pro and youth. Um, you basically just, uh, click on the link and it takes you to the, the zoom or phone number or whatever, and you can listen into those meetings. Um, and that, yeah, those are coming up pretty quick next week. And yeah, I don't, I don't have any, I've heard rumors of mm-hmm. things people were saying they were going to submit, but I, I don't actually know of, I have not seen a list of what's been submitted. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I wanted to, wanted to touch on that just to make people aware, uh, if they want to be a part of it, want to sit in on it, want to get something submitted. So I wanted to be able to touch on that before uh, we got it out of here. And then secondly, Jeremy, typically, uh, we know the, the, the schedule typically by the time, you know, we get to the banquet, but the banquet was a little bit earlier, I think this year than it maybe was in yeah. years past. So uh, I'm sure that had something to do with that, that impacted that a little bit, but what can you tell us 
about the 2023 schedule because it's not been it's not been released yet. It's not public knowledge yet. I know that there's probably stuff that you can't say, but is there anything of note, anything that you can let our <laughs> listeners know about the, the 2023 schedule uh, for ATV motocross? Similar as the, the, the other stuff I've heard rumor of different tracks, nothing concrete. I've not seen a draft schedule, but last year it was the day of the banquet i believe it was released online like november 4th or or whatever that day was so uh typically they the mx sports likes to get through iron man gncc mm-hmm. and then uh finalize schedules for for both gncc and atv mx so we still we still got a week or two i think but uh i do know or at least i think i know uh briarcliff's back on the schedule so nice. um no surprise jerry po- you've been slaying possibly a little later in the year uh maybe july so okay. but that nothing firmed up yet got it got it okay well uh we'll take that little bit of knowledge we like that uh, we like that a lot uh you've been you've been slaying it like i said this is something that we that i said on past episodes with you when we talked to you surrounding your event that it's a no-brainer that the series has to go to your track and continue to go to your track because it's been it's been a, uh, a big positive mark on the schedule for sure. So uh, congrats on that. And uh, thanks for sharing everything you got there. And, and Jeremy, is there anything else uh, that we haven't touched on yet? We've touched on a lot. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you want to touch on before we get out of here? Yeah, there there is something I want to talk about. Um, it involves Blue Crew, which is the Yamaha contingency for ATV MX. Um, I've gotten a number of, uh, messages and, and emails and things, people asking me because, uh, right before the banquet, we, we kind of had a, a quick, Hey, you got to get signed up. Uh, it's for AT it's for the, the YFZR giveaway. Well, we really should be getting everyone signed up before the season. Um, you know, everyone that races a YFZ 450R and is signed up for blue crew, on, on the Yamaha Motorsports website, yep. every entry that you have enters you into a chance to win that YFZ 450R uh, at the banquet. Uh, Gage Beebe is who won it this year. I think Mason Hunt won it the year we were at the Corvette Museum. Yep, he My did. mind is slipping on who won it last year, but I kind of thought maybe it was Keaton. I think um, it is Keaton. It was Keaton. Yes, it was. So... Yep. Those three individuals benefited from signing up for Blue Crew, running at least one ATV MX event. Um, now, and they also have contingency dollars for championships. If they were to, to keep the same classes next year as this year, uh, WMX, Pro Sport, Production A, Production B, and Production Stock BC all get $500 for winning a championship. And Pro Am first place is twenty five hundred, seconds fifteen hundred, third was seven fifty, fourth is five hundred, and fifth was two fifty. Mm-hmm. But you got to get signed up. Uh, it does not cost anything to sign up. I can tell you from experience here. I mean, I can t- telling the listeners here. It took it took no time flat. It wasn't a long application. It was nothing special. Uh, it was it was very very easy to sign up for that Blue Crew support program. I mean, we have one manufacturer right now solidly supporting ATVMX with 
a free ATV giveaway and thousands of dollars in championship contingency, um, the, you know, the least you could do would, would be to go sign up for blue crew. Mm -hmm. Uh, they do look at those numbers and they do judge how successful their efforts are by those numbers. Mm -hmm. And it would help, help us as a group. If the people who are riding Yamahas would go ahead and sign up for blue crew. So, yes. Yeah. I think, uh, why would you not, why would you not, if every single person at the racetrack that's riding a Yamaha should be signed up for this program. Like you told me before we hit record on this thing, if nothing else, you're getting entered to win a new YFZ 450R. So every single yeah, person I mean, that rides a YFZ, it's a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to race eight or nine nationals, I mean, what, <laughs> why, why would you not sign up? Because then that's eight or nine chances to win versus exactly. no chances. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. it makes makes perfect sense yeah jeremy so i'm glad that we uh were able to touch on that before we got out got out of here uh but jeremy i think that that'll do it i think that we uh tied up a lot of the series a lot of these specialty awards people that stood out all these things all these great talking points great conversation uh this has been so much fun you're the man jeremy this has been so much fun thank you so very much for your time thank you so very much for all your time and effort that you continue to give to our beloved sport day after day Wishing Kinsey a speedy recovery, and we'll see you soon back at the track, pal. The season will be here before we know it. Uh, look forward to seeing you. Can't thank you enough for your time, and uh, man, I appreciate this conversation here tonight so much. This has been this has been awesome. No, thank you very much. I, I do appreciate what you do for the sport. Uh, I could talk like this for hours. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, it's easy to talk about stuff that you love, and uh, yeah, season's coming. Everybody better start getting ready. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks so much, Jeremy. It's been so much fun. Uh, thanks for, uh, all the conversation, the shared insight, all the knowledge, everything else. I can't thank you enough for that. So, uh, we'll see you soon. All right, pal. All right, man. Have a good one. That's Jeremy Osborne, owner of Briarcliff himself right here on the digging deep ATVMX podcast brought to you by Rocky mountain ATVMC. Thanks, Jeremy. Man, that was awesome. Major thanks to tonight's guest, Jeremy Osborne. Dude cares about our sport so much. Appreciate everything that he does a ton and always enjoy him on the podcast here. Thanks to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, for all his hard work. Thanks to Brooke and AMA official Harv Whipple. Thanks to all of our donors. You know who you are. We appreciate you so much. Thanks to all of our partners. CSD Tires. Go to shop.csdtires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. SSI decals, DID racing chain, Namira technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV components, Impact Solutions, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymar Financial Group, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Integrative Financial Concepts and their Safe to Race and Safe to Ride Insurance programs, Binky's Forever ATC Museum, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft, and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. Support the brands that support our show and don't forget to use those codes to save. Find it all on our website and be sure to click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner for all your gear and parts needs and to help us out. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. Our show merchandise can be found at shop.diggingdeepatvmx.com. So check that out. And if you're looking for another easy way to help support us, visit our website and click the Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee buttons. This allows you to set up a one-time or monthly contribution to support our efforts. You can give us a call using our voicemail line. That's always an option. You can give us a reaction to the show, some hot takes, the races in season, and everything in between. We'd love to play them on the show and react to what you have to say. The 
number is 920-569-3519. We want to hear from you. Give us some talking points this offseason, so give us a call. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional content, coverage, and more fun stuff as we transition fully into the offseason. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find the Digging Deep ATBMX podcast. All episodes, additional podcast providers, sponsor links, and discount codes, our show merchandise, fantasy info, and more can be found on our website, diggingdeepatbmx.com. So check that out today. Be a friend, tell a friend. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And with that, For Jeremy Osborne, Brooke Jansen, Dallas Jansen, and I'm your host Cody Jansen, thanks for listening to and making us the number one podcast in ATV racing with more than 182,000 downloads last month in 95 total countries. Until next time, thanks for joining us and digging deep with the stars of ATV Motocross. And stick around after the outro as we congratulate all of our national champions on behalf of Digging Deep. Things are crashing and burning here at the Digging Deep Podcast, much like the Titanic. Those guys were hauling ass, for real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart was on Sunday back then. It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. Quads are freaking mad. On behalf of all of us here at Digging Deep, we want to congratulate all of our 2022 ATV Motocross National Champions. Starting with, congratulations, Joel Hetrick, AMA ATV Pro. Pro-Am, Dane Molander. Pro-Sport, Brett Music. Open B, Michael Lahote. Open C, Raymond Camella. 450A, Jaden Launderville. 450B, Tristan Cheney. 450C, Kazen Van Fossen. Production A, Payden Lingle. Production B, Austin Dyer. Production C, Braden Lawless. Production Stock, BC, Austin Dyer. College 16 to 24, Juan Andarchuhu. Junior 25 plus, Brett Music. Veteran 30 plus AB, Jeffrey Robbins. Veteran 30 plus C, Zachary Wyatt. Senior 40 plus AB, Jeffrey Robbins. Senior 40 plus C, Chris Thomas. Masters 50 plus, CD Music. WMX, Kinsey Osborne. Women's 15 plus, Kinsey Osborne. Youth All-Star 14-17, Noah Arnold. 250 Mod 13-15, Noah Arnold. Schoolboy Senior 13-17, Joey Norris. Schoolboy Junior 12-15, Caden Tavergiak. Super Mini 12-15, Damian Hubert. 125 8-15, Camden Arnold. Schoolgirl 13-17, Natalie Jackson. Girls 8-13, Lillian Plaza. 90 Open 8-13, Caden Tavergiak. 90 Automatic 8-13, Caden Pearson. 90 Shifter 8-13, Caden Tavergiak. 70 Open 6-11, Ethan Tavergiak. 70 Automatic 6-11, Ethan Cornell. 70 Shifter 6-11, Ethan Tavergiak. 50 Open 4-8, Logan Mazway. 50 CVT 4 to 8 Logan Masway and 50 automatic 4 to 6 Sammy Joe Baxter. Congratulations to all of our 2022 ATV Motocross National Champions.